catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Welcome to Business Monday. It's a bi-weekly podcast on everything money, banking, economy, fintech, and everything business with your fave online banker. Every two weeks for now, we're starting this uh, once every two weeks for now. Share insights, all the news stories that you hear about, but you're not sure how it affects you. Make the business numbers, these stats, and the news more about you. And we have Stanley Honora, popularly known as Online Banker. Hi, what's up? Hey, good morning, everyone. Good to be here. Yeah, it's good. We've been talking about this for a while, but thank God, finally, we're here. Yeah, it's been, it's been coming. It's been coming. It's amazing. And I hope we'll have like interesting times and conversations around this. Yeah, and I hope that we keep this say to a weekly or i don't know maybe a weekly thing depending on how um, this actually turns out or how this turns out to be but i hope that we can make it maybe a weekly thing or something we can do much more often than just uh, once in two weeks well let's see let's see life gets busy for you know how it is now Mm, work out something so let's just get straight up uh first student loan student loan has been a thing in nigeria the federal government said that you know, it's working out modalities to begin student loan between September and October in 2023. This student uh, loan law provides interest-free loans to indigent Nigerian students. And the students must apply to the chairman of the education bank through their respective institutions and then ensure that whoever is applying... Your income or the income of your family must be less than 500,000 naira per annum. Since when the student loan things started trending, what are your thoughts about it? Is this really a thing? Will it affect Nigerian students? And just a few days ago, right, um, we also heard that the tuition fees for Unity schools and maybe public universities in Nigeria would be doing over a 100% increase. So, Stan, what's your take on student loan all right so my take on student loan i think for the people that do not know oh my name is stanley he introduced me the online banker i talk about things like this on my page instagram facebook everywhere now student loan from what the government came out the proposition of the government came out it sounded like a, a novel idea it sounded, sounded great on paper that's just reading the headline oh students are going to get some money that would ensure that, that the indigent students or your parents can. We live live in a society where they say there's more um, poverty, so we have a lot of people within that bracket. So everyone's well, this this is this is wonderful. A lot of people are going to have access to education that they didn't have and all. But when you go into the details, you start to see that it sounds it sounds like government fully hmm. for you to process the student loan. Our requirements that you need that for you to have those requirements you don't need a student loan so in essence and when it was proposed i remember one or two children that came out and said bigger which was increased in tuition fees and i felt that was just propaganda and eventually this came up so now you have school fees increased and they're telling you oh you know you could get loans to fund the school fees so in essence it's connected in a way 
so you you have student loan and now you are telling you increase tuition fees then you could get the loan for you to access this and what are the requirements they are saying you should get um two guarantors one person that this one has to be like a judge uh, or someone above level 12 in the civil service you know you need to get them to write you need to get them to you know write to the board confirming that they are going to be your guarantor and all that that's alone in itself if i know a person typical nigerian i'm going to use a typical nigerian setting so if you know a judge in nigeria in nigeria that has served for at least 15 or 20 years you know that that person to a great extent is above the middle class in nigeria and now he's you're going to come to him that your parents and these are the people who are looking at are people that let's use the nigerian parlance maybe the, your, the father is a is a shoemaker or the mother the mother probably is a housewife and the man is just barely fending because if you look at five hundred thousand annual income break it down by 12 how much does it come up to so it means that this equal all that you can get from the combined household is not up to it's not up to five hundred thousand. it means they are actually the poorest of the poor now why should i guarantee that person's child's fees instead of just you know making money available to them when i know that that is a potential case of default because what we are looking at is just aside taking the loan is repayment so you are saying guarantee this loan if this person the means of paying back in the near term or you're saying when the student then starts to work you know you are going to come back nobody wants their name in future especially for people you do not know for you to go and start taking guarantees for them and what happens if that student that you've gone to guarantee misbehaves or anything you already then have you as guarantor and you don't know this person well enough or because if you did know them well enough you'll be able to afford probably that tuition that will maybe that'll come up to like twenty thousand or thirty thousand monthly somebody within that kid that would be able to afford that for that student so if you look at it really well it's not something that is practical yes but in practicality no so that's my own take on it yeah so what would you advise in terms of if the government is looking for a practicable way say okay uh, i want to give out these loans but i also want assurance that these loans are going to be repaid so that we don't have bad debt you know that you know goes into trillions of naira you know to ensure that we offset the funds for educating nigerians that do not have the funds to educate themselves so if you are going to do that now it becomes you have to look at our generally for loans in this nature a percentage of default that's number one thing that you do but you never disclose you never disclose it because of the class of people you are trying to to help so if the government is sincere and say oh want to deposit these loans to nigerians in in the form that they are going to repay and all i think personally the means the means that i would use to be probably have banks to vet the people or probably use like religious it's it's, it's it's honestly honestly when thinking of it brother now it's going to be difficult like a practical working step probably using say the religious organizations like churches and all are holding them accountable people can then start to you know favor the people that are close to them then if we're to use local governments local governments are non-existent in nigeria and the system that you now if you try to make it a bit more stringent like they have now the people that is supposed to hit would not get it I would still leave it down to the private sector because I will know they will probably do a better job. 
and what is what will be my private sector parts what's in my private sector use the banks that i've like i've worked in the bank and how we how we vet people for loans so you come around come go to your bank and say i have so so and so school that i've applied for and all and then probably you have somebody at that loan desk that is doing that vetting so you submit your you submit your yx certificates submit your all those documents once you are admitted you provide all you provide all those things and drop it as partly like collateral in the bank like you drop your work certificate drop your school certificate all those things because you know you would not get any job without those certificates the original of those certificates so at least that bank is going to be held in the sense that the money is going to pass through them so it reports on their balance sheet as as money that they've received from government those people open accounts with those banks so if whether it's an existing bank or whether it's an existing bank account or a new relationship those so you have like a staff that has been assigned to maybe that room one or two staff that handle that in the branch and there are so many branches of different banks across so once you have that you can notice that there will be a lot of merit system that will be applied to it so you know i'm taking all this your document so we have a vault to keep it registering this as your collateral and then when you in how many years when you start to repay or you can get a guarantor from so and so person to sign for you when you start to repay you know you can't get any job after your nyc you bring your nyc certificate to come and verify and your nyc certificate is taken from you to if not you'll be able to access this that way you know that for you to then get a job you need to start making a repayment because you need original documents back so that kind of like works in a way because it's, it's a soft collateral but it, it's really um it's really personal documents that every individual will still need you won't say because of three hundred thousand or five hundred thousand i'm going to abandon my certificate that will have useful life so that way it will it will be more merit-based from my own angle and i think more effective Okay, so just so everyone knows, this is not the idea of student loan is not something that was just introduced or this is the first time it's ever happening because uh, I, I know that for students who study abroad, there is some form of provision for them to get some form of loans. Um, but then it's not exactly being done by the federal government in this manner before. Uh, online banker, can you confirm? Can you confirm that? yeah like yes there, there's been student loans before there's been student loans before are you talking about the ones in nigeria or outside nigeria oh so so i know there are some loan when i call them companies uh, yes that have provisions for students loans here in nigeria yes they do they have some loan companies that have but mostly tailored towards private even some commercial bank have specialized products for for, for loans for students i i know i've heard of that okay the central bank of nigeria just recently also directed deposit money banks to remove the rate cap on the Naira uh, at the investors and exporters window of the foreign exchange market. According to CBN, this will allow for a free float of the national currency against the dollar and other global currencies like the pound. What consequences have we witnessed because of this? And how? what's the relationship between this and the forex supply reforms that are going on currently in nigeria and what the exchange rates say right now okay the floating of the naira has been something that's been long overdue i 
I'm, I emphatically still blame the last administration for everything that is happening right now in Nigeria. I put so much blame on the last administration. I don't want to sound like a broken record. I do not belong to any any political party. I'm not affiliated to anyone. But the last administration was a disaster. They had the goodwill. They were the time. It was well. They were timed perfectly for it. They had the goodwill of the people. Everything was just in their favor to take off and take off properly. And then they just plunged onto, into this. I would, I'll narrate this for you. I'll narrate this for everyone. I'll use this analogy. So it's like um, you are trying to take off. Imagine a helicopter or like a plane trying to take off. And then it's taxing. You know how planes go? They go back and, you know, they take this runway and they, 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 they run for a bit then before they take off. Imagine that the last administration had a perfect runway, like 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 the Abuja airport or the the Lagos airport. Then it was perfect for everybody. Any plane could land there internationally. Like it's a proper airport. That's what they had. And now, instead of them to have taken off, they just used the whole runway to just move and taxi. They're just moving slowly, and then when it got to like a swampy spot where you are not sure where you are. Where the the um the tarmac of the airport was of the runway was built on water and it's not even like it's not solid, like anything could happen. The one that is uncertain, that's when they then decided to start running to take off. That is exactly what they did, plunging Nigeria into the position that we are. Now, that's that said, the floating of the Naira is something that must have happened. Why the government took that approach, irrespective of what's everybody has felt the public outcry is that if they didn't do that um, foreign capital into nigeria would dry up permanently dry up permanently is what i said and the nigeria was going to default on its loans and once nigeria defaults on their loans it's not the problem we have will be bigger than will be bigger than the issues we have now once we default on our loans it means that our current loan portfolio of over its eight trillionaire most of them in foreign debt that the country holds the creditors are going to now start to demand extra measures for security so i'll use this as an example again for everyone so that everyone will understand when you when you take when i give money to you so you come and take a hundred thousand from me and you're making repayments every month you're supposed to pay me ten thousand and you're always making that ten thousand when I'm seeing that you are a bit of in distress and you're telling me, don't worry, you're in payment. I'm saying, okay, no, Wahala, there's no need anything extra for you now. You're really making your payment. I'm relaxed. But immediately you default once. You see, a whole online banker is defaulting of 10,000 naira. There's a bigger problem. Now, I'm not just indebted to you, I'm indebted to a number of people. Once the stress sends that default, everybody tells you, okay, you know what? Ha, I'm sensing that this might continue or that this is this has never happened though. So what are the measures that we can put in? You know what? Pay me back this money in, in less time and let me can you give me something to hold on to just in case? Because I know it's not only me you are holding. Can you just give me um your one of give me the particulars of that one of those your cars? Just give me let me that your Corolla, let me hold the Corolla car, you see. And that bank comes and tells you, you know what, I'm not sure of the, your future again, no. no, just in case you default. And that person comes and tells you, you know, I want the refinery. So that way, 
it starts to put pressure on the country because you're already on the path of default. So we use um, a typical example like Ghana. When Ghana defaulted on their loans, so now their credit rating has dropped. So for them to get any money from anybody, their interest, the interest rate you have been charged has doubled. So if you're getting 10%, Every other person that wants to borrow you are high risk. They're saying, I'm not sure, so I'm going to price you highly. So that if there's anything happens, I'm sure that even the money that I'll take from you for the first few months are going to cover me. So now your interest rate goes up to like 20 or 30 or 20% for a country that is borrowing like billions of dollars. So that's on one side. Once your credit rating has dropped, people are not even ready to even lend to you. And governments continually need money. You are not no, no government is self-sufficient. The US one of the biggest borrowers of money in the world for infrastructure and other needs so as you now default on your loan then the fresh point that you're supposed to get you to get because international lenders are looking at you so nigeria needed to float what it did was that there were so many companies that we need to repatriate money and they are saying well, we can't take our money from nigeria it seems nigeria is having a problem or we can't do business with nigeria because the exchange rates that we're getting when we're trying to get our money the CBN is telling us the Naira is at 400 Naira when the black market is saying it's 700 Naira. So that disparity was causing a lot of problems for businesses. So that floating was something that should have happened. Why I was claiming that should have happened way earlier is that if it had happened, say, four or five years ago, by now, we'll have been reaping the benefits because the benefits come after a while because it opens up your economy to more businesses, more investors, and it helps your own local businesses to so you know to liberalize and all that now the effect as if the effect of devaluation is evident in everything one of which is petrol and nigeria deregulated the petroleum um, downstream immediately that the um the unpegged the nigeria from the abn the nigeria. now that was well a good idea but the timing now, at they removed the subsidy, what they said was that market forces control everything. You are doing that at the time when your when your your country's currency has been floated, and not that you have a lot of imports that um, exports that you're exporting, or that your production of oil and all other indices are good. The currency started going up, and invariably it's affected petrol. Now petrol is selling for six hundred and twenty naira thirteen cents and might go up as the naira goes up because as the naira goes up the, the importers need to buy dollars and as whatever rate they buy dollar they will exchange they will have to adjust the pump price to reflect the price that they get the product into nigeria now petrol controls everything controls transportation and for everyone that controls transportation and controls transportation and energy now a lot of nigerians depend on generators to run their businesses a lot of nigerians depend on transportation by vehicles or like in other countries where you have where you have like state-owned buses, public transport in form of like rails and buses. Nigeria is solely dependent on mostly private-owned businesses that run commercial services, commercial transport, and they all mostly use petrol. If they're not using petrol, they're using diesel, which are still priced around the same, which price around the same amount. Diesel is even higher. So what you're seeing is that there's a ripple effect and it's causing inflation. And that inflation cannot be tamed because the food, which is the greatest, um, which is the greatest inflationary product in Nigeria that is rising is due to insecurity. And the government has not even addressed insecurity from the last administration that allowed everything to grow balloon. 
now you have pressure from inflation from food that you are, they are trying to that they are trying to look at you have the pressure on every other product that had doubled that's simply doubling because of the price of petrol and you know the resultant uh, multiply economy so dollar floating the government has to survive but in doing that the people are then feeling the brunt of it so it's a quagmire at the moment and it's going to take a lot of sincerity that nigerians have not seen from any government because you cannot continue business as usual and or tell the or tell the people you know you need to bear with us when they are looking at you and they're not seeing austerity measures that you're taking so it requires a lot of sincerity from the government not just lip service for them to for them to come through mm. okay so let's relate this to the news that broke just recently also that nigerians can now pay for dollar transactions with their naira card based on you know information that was published recently say a year ago um, banks started limiting the payment with naira cards and said if you want to make payments you'd have to use your dollar card but just recently um the central bank issued that and some banks have already started you know making it possible for nigerians to pay for dollar transactions with naira card what does this mean and how will this affect you know businesses that actually make these payments or people that just buy things that are in foreign currency okay so the the cards the cards like i said maybe the dollar i think the first video that i made video that went viral about the floating of that one of the major things that i said is that your naira card will soon start to work and it's only common sense because immediately the banks are allowed to source the um the dollars at their rates not waiting for the cbn rates to fulfill you know um the payment because the problem they had was repatriation of money so if you get cards if you try to buy something from america from europe how do you transfer because you're buying in naira and these banks are going to settle those people in either dollars euros or pound sterling depending on whichever country that they have, you are you are purchasing those things from or if it's from china from the yuan they're going to purchase those things in those con- in that currency and what do they do they buy dollars and settle so dollar being the world reserve currency so they buy dollars and settle those people you know do the conversion and settle them but because the cbn was pegging at 456 naira or 465 naira i don't know what last figure before it was floated now they had a problem where when they go to source money because they're going to the cbn to source for dollars to make this payment when they go back to cbn and they are going to say oh this social and so person Mr. Stanley bought like three um, phone pouches from AliExpress. And total in the total of everything he bought is like hundred and twenty dollars. And then they are saying, okay, give us hundred and twenty dollars for Stanley and a number of our customers in totaling twelve million. It past two months. So and that people have purchased the past few months. What are we then going to? Okay, maybe another. I need the banks are still. You want us to give you 12 million dollars 400 when the black market is at 700 and something there huh? it became a problem because that was just my own spending that's why the stock cards for personal cards working that's just my spending. the major spending that then impacted the people on a macro level things like 
importation of fuel, importation of flour that's of flour companies for us to have bread to eat, those essentials, importation of wheat, importation of oil, importation of red oil, everything that those things that they need to produce goods and services that affect everyone on a macro level, like you and I. Because if there's no, if you just imagine that importers that are importing wheat are not able to import wheat into Nigeria, it means that bread will not be available. And if bread is available, it will go to the price of maybe like 2,000 for a loaf or 3,000 naira for a loaf. Imagine that scenario. Imagine what it will cost for the whole of Nigeria. So for those kind of people, you need to make provisions for them as against you and I that just want to buy phone pouch or pay for Apple service. You don't pay for Apple service, you know, go die now. But if you know your bread, you'll feed that. So that is actually a part of why most of those cards are restricted. But now that, it's, that you see that the banks are going to source iron, it means that if they go there and source it at 120 naira, or 1,020 naira, or 900 naira, they can come to you and say, would you pay 960 naira for this? And you, all you just want is access, irrespective of, of the amount. And if you don't want it, then it's fine. So that's why they are able to do this now. And let me add this, please. There was something the CBN came out, the OTC FX um, settled contract. That's a forward contract by the CBN. That they said, okay, you can lock in a ma- an amount. You can quote that you are going to take, you're going to repatriate your money at one dollar. And it's locked in. Once it's locked in at that amount. Whether the naira falls to 200 naira, you can agree to 1,000 naira. Or whether the dollar becomes, when the naira becomes 5,000 naira to 1 dollar, you agree to 1,000 naira and it's a guarantee. So that has helped in this card liberalization. What it did is that the banks can go to CBN and say, we want to purchase $100 million. Or the, uh, somebody can say, I'm bringing, I'm going, somebody's bringing in $100 million into Nigeria and we're going to use it to settle our cards has um, the problem that we have for card sorry cards uh, repayment and this hundred million dollars this person is going to take it we're conversing it to naira and when the person is taking this hundred million dollars he's going to take it at one thousand naira and the cbn agrees okay what date is he taking it say 2025 january 2nd 2025 and it's agreed it's easier for people to bring in their five hundred million dollars and then the banks can take that money and then use it to make settlements then on your part, because they've already agreed on 1,000 naira, the banks now know that whatever I'm going to charge you, Mr. Mr. X, or charge me, Mr. Stanley, I'm going to then charge it plus my own markup from everything because I know I'm going to repay this money at 1,000. It's a guarantee it's up for me. So I can then charge you um, 1,500 naira or 1,200 naira for each transaction you make on your card. And because I know this is my cost and then profit. So that way, this has made it available and I expect more Nigerian cards to start to work. By the way, Sterling and Sterling and Wema have publicly come out to say yes. People said they are using their digital cards to make payments already. So I know that with time, most of the cards will come on board. Okay, thank you. For people who... Does this have anything to do with people who receive money from friends and family members who are outside you know the country for remittances the remittances don't affect your cards but they help the country if that's because remittances is like a is like a different conversation i don't even want us to talk about it but let's go on okay so i think this is where i'd want us to take a break um for this particular one um we would 
in the next episode yeah maybe try to break down do a little bit of breakdown on what you know i i heard us talk about foreign exchange you know how the exchange itself happens um how countries exchange money and that's how that affects you know individuals like the individual persons involved in it yeah and also in the second episode i'd want us to talk about the new taxes that have been introduced in the informal sector and some new taxes we hear are coming also um for some certain goods like plastics and whatnot um and then maybe we would also dedicate the next episode to full subsidy and how that is affecting and would or may affect businesses in nigeria yeah that's fantastic then thank you very much so thank you very much everyone uh this episode is going to be available across streaming platforms all popular streaming platforms from google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify and the rest and then we'll continue to break down business indices statistics everything that you know you hear in the business news try to help you make sense of this thank you very much online banker for this episode this is the first episode okay so i'm happy um that we you know dealt on these issues and I look forward to much more engaging conversations in the episodes to come. All right, that's fine. And then I would like to add that um, the people that would listen can send in questions so that if we have other things that they are interested in, you know, we could touch on it briefly so that, you know, it's more engaging. Yes. So you can send in your questions to mail online banker. Should we use that one? Mail online banker at yeah, gmail.com. Mail yes. yes. Mail online banker at gmail.com. Yes, and you can also send in questions to africatechradio at gmail.com. Any of both would be great. And we're going to treat your questions and would help you better understand um, the business uh, space in Nigeria. Thank you very much. Um, Online Micah, any final thoughts from your end before we close up from this episode? Yeah, well, while everybody's seen um, Shige in Nigeria, please, you know, just keep faith <laughs> and... And you know everything. Everything will adjust with time. You know, do you do the most you can. Mm. Thank you very much for the reassuring words. And I just wanted to point out. Uh, you mentioned the former administration. Just to put it in context. The former administration in Nigeria is the Buhari administration because yes, Buhari is the immediate yes. past president. And the current administration, yeah, yeah. where all of these things, all of these policies that we're discussing currently under is the Bala Ahmed Tinubu administration. So, thank you. We'll see you again next week or in two weeks depending on um, what we decide happens uh, with the next episode of this podcast. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.